Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway. Where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Thanks for choosing to listen to this episode of E-Ticket to Broadway, the only podcast to ask Broadway stars how they really feel about the It's a Small World attraction. Take a moment to look around your space. Do you see any super cool E-Ticket to Broadway merchandise? Are you wearing one of our popular shirts? No? Well... I encourage you to head to our website, www.eticketpodcast.com, to check out our official shop. With many incredible designs on a variety of products, show off your e-ticket love and bring home the magic. They're perfect for a day at the parks, a day of rehearsal, or just any day when you're thinking about Disney and Broadway. Be sure you're following the podcast on Instagram, at e-ticket to Broadway, to play games and see photos of our guests at the parks. You can also check us out on Facebook and TikTok. Speaking of our wonderful guests, this episode's VIP may have the most Broadway credits of any of our guests so far. She's been seen on Broadway in Sweet Charity, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Tarzan, Guys and Dolls, Finian's Rainbow, Anything Goes, Hugh Jackman Back on Broadway, and Catch Me If You Can, and she toured the country in The Lion King. Please welcome my friend, Kieran Giovanni. Kieran, thank you for joining me on E-Ticket to Broadway. It was such a joy to see that you followed our Instagram account when I asked you if you were a big old Disney fan. You answered, quote, so big, end quote. <laughs> Have you always been a big old Disney fan? Um, I think movie-wise, yes. I grew up in the 80s, of course, during the time of, you know, all the Disney movies. The Little Mermaid was my favorite as a kid. Um, and I watched them over and over and over again. And as far as actually going to the parks, I had two older brothers that are a little bit older than me, I'd say five, seven years older. And so by the time I came along, they had already gone to Disney and my parents were like, we're not going again. It's too expensive. And as soon as I was old enough to kind of go on my own, um, I worked a show in Florida years ago and I got to go to Disney World for the first time. Um, I was in college and 
that's kind of where I I found my people. <laughs> I walk in and I'm like, ah, it feels good. Yeah. So, I mean, go back in time. When you saw The Little Mermaid, was that just the most incredible thing you had ever seen? Absolutely. I mean, the thing about Disney movies is they they know no, no bounds. They know no race. They know no color, no this, no that. It's just you put yourself in the world and all you see is this girl who wants to fall in love and live on the surface. And the music is just, I mean, I, I, I could watch it today and it still gives me the same feeling. So. You have appeared in so many Broadway shows as a triple threat. As a kid, did you find yourself singing and dancing to these movies and these soundtracks? Oh, please. I mean, I'm sure I annoyed my brothers at some point. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, I mean, pretending to be Belle and running down, you know, through neighborhoods thinking, oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I think at one point I would... Oh, 100%. I used to rollerblade with my Discman thing on as Belle. Um, So, yes, I would say, yeah. I would love to see the Beauty and the Beast like roller derby production starring you as Belle. <laughs> I'm game. I'm totally I, know, game. I think we're ready for it. Yeah. Straight to wardrobe. 100%. 100%. What about other Disney movies that you saw as a kid besides Little Mermaid? Was it like The Lion King? You mentioned Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, or even the classics like Snow White, Cinderella, Peter Pan? I, 100%. I mean, I think I saw all of them. There was, you know, we were lucky enough to have that collection, you know, the Dumbos, um, Aladdin came later, obviously, the Snow White. The, I, I did. I grew up, um, and I know it's not like cool anymore, but I grew up loving the princess story, and I still do. There's something just magical about it. Um, you don't ask questions. You just enjoy it. And yeah, I did. I grew up with all of those. Actually, my favorite now, and my kids have seen it, is Aristocats, which I just think is like the most underrated movie ever. It literally brings me like, I'm like in tears laughing at it. I just love it. I mean, Marie is making a huge comeback in the parks these days. It's crazy. I know there's a whole like um, line for your dog and your cat. And I bought my dog a little scarf. I mean, like, I, I love it. Yeah, I'm glad. Do you have any favorite characters from watching these Disney movies? Oh, gosh. Um so hard to choose. I'm like, hmm, let me look down at my pins. Um, <laughs> you know what's so funny is I really loved um, Merida. And I know that it's like not a, you know, super talked about movie. I think it's because maybe the music wasn't sung, you know, it's just played. But I just loved that character and I have girls and I just find her, you know, so strong and and so powerful. And I really loved I loved her. I I love Tinkerbell. I know she's just floating around, but I just find her just so magical and her little pixie dust. I love it. I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to choose. Is it? So, I mean, for me, I'm just like, it's dopey. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that you love a redheaded Disney character. It's <laughs> really special. It it's, all goes back to you, basically. It's all, yeah, you were like, I love Ariel and Merida and yeah. David Elpert. <laughs> I'm kind of a Disney character. You mentioned it, but when we started this call, you shared with me an incredible pin collection. I had no idea. They look so cool. How many do you think you have? Oh, gosh. Um, I, you know, I'm going to say 
probably, this isn't all of them. I just brought down like a couple bags from upstairs. I'm going to say I probably have about 120 altogether. And do you trade them or you hold on to them tightly? No, I don't trade them. I, you know, I just, listen, I'm all about taking, but I know, <laughs> but I, I don't know if there's anyone that I would really part with because they're, they're not just, um, you know, I'm not one of those people that collects for value or says, oh, this was probably going to be worth this or that. They're all like memories of either me going, you know, by myself or me going with my kids or events or whatever it may be. And so they're just too special. Like, yeah, they're too special. My husband and I ran the Disney races, which I'm so upset that Disneyland doesn't have them anymore. But for whatever reason, they stopped a couple years ago. Um, so I have a whole bunch of the run Disney ones that are, you know, special. Yeah. What's funny is uh, Carrie Butler, your co-star from Catch Me If You Can, also is a huge Disney pin collector. And we talked about that. And same thing when we did this podcast, she shared with me the the folders. And it's something that I personally have not gotten into mm-hmm. because I think it'd be a slippery slope. Oh, it's, yeah. Especially when you go to like events where they have ones that are just like, oh, this is only going to be here. You know, even um, this summer I was in Italy and I found a Disney store. There's one in Venice. Random. I mean, it's a tiny little thing, but they had pins like behind the case. And I was like, oh, you mean this limited edition Maleficent box set? I'll take that. Sure. You know, I'm looking at it right now. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, she's pretty. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, like I said, memories. They're all little, little memories. Yeah. I do own a few. They're all, I think they're all dopey ones, even though I did find a really cool like ticket book from Disneyland pin, which I loved. Um, but I love that you collect them. Do your daughters also get into them? They do. Yeah. They don't have as many, but they all have their lanyards and when we go, you know, um, load them up. I mean, it's funny when I first started, well, actually I started a little bit before then, but when I really got into it was around frozen because my kids were really little at the time and frozen was, I mean, do you remember the like, just explosion? It was you know, the dresses and the jewelry and the crowns. And so I have a ton of frozen ones because I was a little bit of a hoarder about it. <laughs> I went a little cuckoo as moms do. Um, so yeah, I have, a, I do have a lot of frozen ones, but you know what, again, it's like a memory and time of, you know, something that was really special to your family for a really long time. So. Yeah. It's frozen in time. <laughs> You're punny. You're from Louisiana and spent your childhood in Texas, and you shared that you didn't get to go to Disney parks as soon as your brothers did. Do you remember what that first trip to the park was like for you? So, yes. Um, I was in college, and I was doing a show in Florida. And again, we had a, a cast member in our show that worked at Disney as well. And so she offered to walk us into the parks, and it was so... It was interesting to go to Disney World for the first time as an adult and not go as a kid, but not a fully formed adult. I was probably, you know, 19. So you had never gone as a kid. This was it. This was it. And so they let me loose in the park for four days. (laughs) And I mean, it was 
everything. Disney World is like, I mean, it took it took four days just to see part of it. It's so big. It's so massive. Um, I tried to do everything. I tried to go around the world. I tried, you know, it, it was just, I like I said, I knew that I would A, be back, B, that I wanted to take my family there one day. Um, it, it just, it felt right. I mean, I just, I get so, I get like teary eyed when I first walk in and you look around and everyone is so happy. Everyone's so happy. I mean, it is a reason why it is the happiest place on earth. So yeah, I did. I, I mean, I loved every single little bit of it down to the restaurants and taking the boat, you know, from the hotel back. And it, it was just everything. It was everything. I, and I vowed to spend many, you know, holidays and things there. I actually spent my 30th birthday we flew back to Disney World, my whole family. We spent 10 days, nine nights, and that was my that was my birthday present to myself with everybody. It was magical. What about attractions that you went on that you loved? Um, I, I have to say I'm a little old school in the attraction world. I mean, honestly, that was so long ago. I'm like, what did I ride? I have no idea. I was in, it was a blur of Disney and, and Mickey Mouse. Um, I would say, (laughs) I would say here, I, the monorail is like one of my favorites. It's just, it's still thrilling. You know, it's not like super, you know, old school where you feel like, oh, this is, you know, boring, but it has enough thrill it still feels kind of, you know, old and, and, and vintage and beautiful. And um, it's a joy when you get to write it because it does close sometimes, um, you know, because she's a, she's old. She needs some TLC. Um, I love Space Mountain. I mean, I, I would say, I'd say Space Mountain is my favorite. And so that was Walt Disney World. What about your first trip to Disneyland? So I moved to California 10 years ago and it was the first thing we did when we got here. So we moved to LA, settled into our house, went to Disneyland. Um, And the great thing about Disneyland, especially if you have little kids, is that it is so accessible. It's so, you know, you can really like, you can get, you can dive deep. Like you can do every ride and and have some time for a show at night. Um, and, And yeah, so we did Disney and we did California Adventure. And um, I mean, for my kids, like riding the teacups, like seeing them ride the teacups for the very first time is just, you know, and I think back in the day they had an entire, um, like a Tinkerbell, all the fairies had a land and you could go and meet all the fairies and you could still go meet all the princesses and they would dress up. And it's just, I mean, I have a uniform. I wear the same Disney hat. I wear my Disney shirt. I usually have a little mermaid shirt that I wear same shorts. I have some run Disney tennis shoes that I got that have um, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse on them. And they're bright yellow. So you can't miss me. Um, And I got my fanny pack. I mean, I'm like, it's, it's a thing. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, this is the right podcast for you. We're all like, we're all just nodding our heads. Yes, of course. Yes, yes. yes. I do a Disney um, adults only trip every year that we all go for either a whole day or a day and a night through like at the hotel and it's just all adults and we ride rides and we don't have to listen to any children. (laughs) I'm like speaking of that, is there anything when you bring your kids to the parks that you were like, I really don't want to do this, but I'll do it for my kids. Is there anything like that? No, it's actually the opposite. It's more that like, (laughs) I'm like, come on, we can do one more. And they're like, mom, like we're so tired. Can we just, and I'm like, you guys are just, you're an embarrassment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I really, we try to like 
like I said, we try to really squeeze it all in and um, I am a power walker. So yeah, I, I try to squeeze it, squeeze it all in. I try to do, if I can, I'll do one park and then do the next, the park the other day. But also I usually park hop and, you know, I have my favorite restaurants and my itinerary and everything worked out. So in those itineraries, what are like five must do things, whether it's, I must go on this ride. I must eat here. I must, what are some of those? So I always start at Disneyland. My must are Star Star Wars. Um, Matterhorn, uh, Big Thunder. Um, those are like, you have to. I mean, I know it's cheesy and my kids laugh at it, but I love the Jungle Cruise so much. Of course. Um, so yeah, Jungle Cruise. And then, you know, we try to get all the new stuff too. Obviously, Star, um, the Star Wars Land is amazing. Um, and we've been like lucky to get on that ride, or both of the rides actually, a couple of times, which is so, they're so cool. Um, so yeah, those are, those are my things over there. Um, and then we head over normally to Carthay Circle in, um, in California Adventure to have lunch because I really like a sit down situation and I like to have real glasses and I like to have <laughs> non-plastic cutlery. I know that makes it sound like a I don't know. That's very bougie. But I know I'm so bougie at Disney. But, <laughs> but I do. I'm like, if I'm going to like schluff around all day and like, you know, I want to like, I want a proper, you know, food situation. So that's like a must, like absolutely have to. Then there's a Dole Whip situation on the pier. Then there's used to be Hollywood Tower of Terror. Now is the Avenger, you know, drop thing. Then it's um, Incredicoaster and Swings and Goofy Sky School. I, we basically like we round our way around. Yeah, you do it. Yeah, we do it. I mean, now the shows are back. So, yeah, I mean, we don't mess around. We don't mess around. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud. Everyone's of nodding. They're like, yes, yes, yes. I can see it. Karen, you have uh, appeared in not one but two Disney musicals, The Lion King and Tarzan. Do you have any songs from those shows that you just absolutely love? Um, I would say Tarzan. I love Son of Man. I just think it's, yeah. I mean, I know everyone would say, you know, you'll be in my heart, but Son of Man is just so much fun and, yeah, and it's strong and powerful. So, yeah, I love Son of Man and, I mean, The Lion King, everything. I mean, the funny thing about doing The Lion King was, you know, it's been on for so long that when, so I took a trip to New York when I was, gosh, maybe 13, maybe 14 with my mom and we saw Lion King as you know, I was a kid, right? It was like the coolest, hottest ticket in town. And I still remember watching this scene. I think it's in the second act. I should know this. I did so many shows, but they pulled, <laughs> I know, right? They pull this cloth through a little circle and it looks like the water is drying on the pride land. And my mind was blown. So when I graduated college, it was the first call that I got to go in for. And I was like, this is it. Like, I'm going to get this job and my mom's going to get to come like full circle and see me in the show. And I mean, it's mind blowing. It's especially at the time. And, you know, not that I'm old, but that was a while ago. And it it's like being in a rock concert. I mean, like 
looking out into an audience, especially like a kid's show and an adult show and seeing everyone's faces, watch it for the first time as, you know, people are, are walking down the aisle singing or the birds are flying above is like, I mean, people would be weeping. It's just, it's just so magical, that show. Oh, sorry. Song. Um, song. Oh God. I don't know. No, it's okay. <laughs> Great. No, that's great. Did you play specific animals in the show? So <laughs> funny you should ask that. I mean, clearly you would have played a specific animal. So it was my, yeah, it was my first show out of college <clears throat> and they were like, oh, you can sing and dance. Great. We have this track on the first national. Would you be willing to go? And I was like, okay. You know, when you're 21 and you're fresh, like off the boat to New York, I was like, yeah, of course. And what they didn't tell me is that I would be doing a dancer track for the first half, a singer track for the second half, and I would cover every single female specialty and lead in the show. So I covered 22 parts, which like, I don't even know what I was thinking. Um, (laughs) It was crazy. So uh, yeah, so I actually, I covered Nala, Shinzi, Sarabi. I covered every female and got to go on, luckily for all of them. Um, I covered all the puppet specialties that you see, the little things running around in the background and and little weasels. Um, And yeah, I was lucky enough to do some of the really amazingly beautiful dance in the beginning, you know, be gazelle and grass heads and then kind of take a break for the second act and, and just sing my way through. So um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I did a lot. You could literally perform the entire show in your living room. I mean, basically I was like, who would you like me to be today? Um, and then I left, I actually, I was leaving to go back to start a show in New York and they were like, can you stay for like three more months? Because they, and not to be like, whatever, but they actually, they had to split that part into two people. It's not one person anymore. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but, but it was, it was a blast. I mean, it was a blast. That's great. Are there other Disney musicals that you really want to be a part of? Oh, um, you know. Besides Beauty and the Beast, the roller derby edition. Beauty and the Beast, duh. Um, Oh, God, I would love to be Belle. Um, Hmm. I would really love it if they did a staged version of Maleficent. Um, I just think that could be like so cool. I mean, you know, could you see her like flying through the air and those, you know, the wings on stage, just the, the beauty of that could be so cool. I could be Maleficent. Yeah. You could wear your pins from Italy. I, <laughs> yeah. They'd totally go with the, with the show. Of course. If you were to get a job at the parks, which job would you most want? Well, that's funny. You should ask because if you ask my kids what I'm going to do when I retire, I am going to work at Disney and have all my grandkids come in for free. Um, so uh, I actually think I would be, um, so my girlfriend that works at one of the parks is the girl that delivers the mail. She's like the mail woman for Disney and she works in California Adventure and she basically finds kids like throughout the day and she writes them letters from Tarzan or from Tinkerbell. And then she finds them later in the park and she delivers the mail from the Disney characters to these little kids and their faces when they get, you know, Ariel has sent them a postcard and they do a, you know, a little show in Main Street area. I would do that. Yeah. And yeah, just make people happy. That's great. It's a pretty cool job. That's sweet. I know. I thought you were going to say Autopia Attraction. Uh, That's what I did. Is that what you would do? In 2005, I worked in the Autopia. I didn't know that. 
I know, it's my claim to fame. And guest control, I was there for the 50th. Oh my, oh my God, so lucky. Oh, Philly, we'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, this It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Fast Pass Answers. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question for you to answer as many as you can. Are you ready? No. Yes. Hold your pins for good luck. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Name any Disney princess. Ariel. Favorite snack in the parks? Popcorn. Name a song from Guys and Dolls. Um, oh, God. Oh God, that's horrible. Um, 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 uh, oh God, what is she saying? What does the girl sing? I don't know. Pass. Luck be a lady. Name a ride in Fantasyland. Oh, um, um, the rocket. The the yes. Name a character from Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Favorite Disney movie. Um, uh, Aristocats. Oh, you came in. Yes, Aristocats. Woof! That was Popcorn. very. That was scary. I know. It was scary. scary. It is. I'm an actor, you know, so unless I know the answers or someone's There's giving me a script, stuff. I don't know. No, but it's great. Popcorn. That's I your favorite. It. Well, it's just like a random. Yeah, I'm not a big snacker, to be honest. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, so if I'm going to get it, the girls usually get popcorn and then, you know, not the regular popcorn, the one that you can get in Fantasyland, the different color one that's sweet popcorn, all different kinds of chemicals in it. That's my favorite. <laughs> What about do you collect any of the popcorn buckets? I don't. Don't I don't need anything else to collect. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. Okay, so tell me, I said a ride in Fantasyland. You mentioned the rockets. Oh no, what is the wait, am I am I that might be Tomorrowland confused? Maybe I mean, Tomorrowland. I'm thinking when I walk in. No, Fantasyland. Oh god, I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, so that's like the Peter Pan, Snow White, Pinocchio, Mr. Toad. That very quiet moment was our guest saying she doesn't like those rides. No, I didn't say I don't like them. What did I you said, say? I said I, those aren't really the ones that I ride. Oh. I, I kind of skipped that section. Listen, people, I know because it's like it's an unpopular opinion because some people go just to ride those rides. Like they are like die hard about this ride. So I wouldn't want to offend anyone. However, that is not usually my stoppable section. That is fair. I mean, like Disneyland, there's something for everyone and, and something for not, you know, and then things that people don't like. And that's totally cool. Sorry. It's okay. 
I like the log guy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And a shout out to the Aristocats again. Right? That's my favorite. Put on your thinking ears. It's trivia time. Oh, boy. Here's our trivia. Disneyland in California is a feast for the eyes with incredible design and artistry in many different styles. And the skyline of the park features many tall structures with four different mountains, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the Matterhorn, Space Mountain, and Splash Mountain. Of these four, which is the tallest? So the Matterhorn, Space Mountain, Big Thunder, or Splash Mountain, which one's the tallest, do you think? Oh, I'm going to say Matterhorn. You are correct. Yeah. The Matterhorn at 147 feet tall. Second place is Space Mountain at 118, Big Thunder at 104, and Splash at 87. Interesting. And in comparison, what's so funny is the castle at Disneyland, 77 feet tall. Huh. Well, it's funny because when you walk in, you actually, if you can just look right past the castle, Matterhorn is like... Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. You can see it from the five freeway. Yes, you can. (laughs) Which I love. No, I'm getting close. In my research too, it's so interesting that the castle is 77 feet tall and the flagpole in Town Square is 65. Interesting. The castle's not that much bigger than the flagpole. It seems... Maybe it's because it's like the moat around it and it's kind of propped up. I don't know. It seems so much bigger to me. Yeah. Well, you did very well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Karen, you have such an incredibly impressive resume, performing in both new productions and revivals of Broadway musicals. So in this game, Karen's Disney World, I'm going to ask you a question that ties your Broadway resume with the wonderful world of Disney. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. For Karen's Disney World, number one, Tarzan on Broadway opened on May 10th, 2006, and you appeared in the ensemble and covered Kala. Tarzan Rocks was a stage show that opened in 1999 at the Theater in the Wild at which park at Walt Disney World? Animal Kingdom. That is correct. Animal Kingdom. Did you see it? Yes. When I went, I absolutely loved it. They were on like roller skates, right? I think that's right. Yeah. You loved it. Yeah. (laughs) I love a good roller skate. You were like, Um, Tarzan Rocks is great, but what about Beauty and the Beast Rocks? On roller um, skates. Okay. Can I roller skate? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. 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 When you were in rehearsals for the Broadway production, you were like, what if I roller skate in this moment? What if I jump from an inflatable wall with a bungee cord? Is that a good idea? Yeah. Yes. 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 What was it like being in Tarzan on Broadway? Was that so much fun? It was a blast. It was a blast. I mean, we got to wear like, you know, leotards and bungee cords and whatever. And some people, you know, it was like a five month process to start it. But also every single day that we went to rehearsal, Phil Collins came with us on the bus and played the bongos for us while we rehearsed. So, I mean, like there are moments like that, that you just like, you can't, it's like a once in a lifetime kind of thing. It was very cool. That's cool. Okay, number two, for this Broadway production that you appeared in, the title character had previously been seen playing Gaston in Disney's Beauty and the Beast in Australia in 1996. What is the name of this show on your resume? 
I know this one's tricky. The title character of this show that you were in on Broadway appeared as Gaston in Disney's Beauty and the Beast in Australia in 1996. What was the name of the show? Oh, title character. Um, this is a tricky one. No. What other title? Hold on. Hold on. Let me look around. No. No. She's looking at the show posters in her outfit. <laughs> the only one that's title is Tarzan. Right? Well, this might have been your most recent Broadway credit. And the name of the show was Hugh Jackman back on Broadway. Oh my God, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. And the title character is Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman. and he played Gaston. I love Hugh Jackman. That was a stretch. That was a real stretch. I, I had no idea that he was Gaston. Honestly, yeah. I didn't know that. I know, in Australia. Also a Disney lover. Yeah. Yes. I should get him on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I'm sure he's got some free time in there. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Everyone loves Disney. It doesn't care. It's like, you know why though? Because Disney is not like classist. It's not. It doesn't care. It doesn't care if you have $5 in the park or a million dollars or whatever. And it's like accessible to everyone. That's why everybody loves it. Number three, the Sherman brothers wrote the music for many Disney projects from Mary Poppins and the Jungle Book to the theme songs for the Disney parks attractions, It's a Small World, The Enchanted Tiki Room, and The Carousel of Progress. Which of your Broadway shows do they also write the music to? <laughs> she looks at her posters. Uh, no, it's not that one. Not that one. Uh, did they write Anything Goes? No. That was Cole Porter, no. No. No, uh, no, no, no. I have no idea. I'm looking at my posters. I don't. I'm not. I don't have all my posters up. Um, I have no idea. What did they? What did they write? It's a little musical that also starred Dick Van Dyke in the movie. Oh, Jiggy Jiggy Bang Bang. Yes. Wow! I didn't know that. Is that yeah, horrible? They it was my, that was my first Broadway show. Yeah. And what's funny is like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, not Disney, but I was going to say, but certainly sounds Disney because it's the Sherman Brothers. Hmm. Yes. Number four, you joined the company of the Broadway revival of Sweet Charity in 2005, performing such hits as There's Gotta Be Something Better Than This, Baby Dream Your Dream, and Big Spender. Speaking of Big Spender, how much does it cost to visit one theme park at Walt Disney World for one day in 2022? In Walt Disney World? Yes. Oh, um, one park? Yes. Oh gosh. Okay. I only know the Disneyland prices. Um, I'm going to guess and say it is $110. It's $109. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. You would have killed it on prices, right? <laughs> I, it's so funny because yes, I, I have a really good um, eye for prices, like groceries and stuff. My husband's always like, how do you know how much that costs? You definitely um, need to go on prices, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I do know that the regular park here is like 90 to $95. And then if you want to add a park onto it, it's an extra $60. Like, yeah. Big spender. It's, you know, it's pricey. The minute you walk in the joint. The minute you walked in the joint, I could see you were a man of distinction, a real big spender. What if Mickey Mouse sang Big Spender? 
Oh, I don't want him to sing. I know that would be bizarre. He's too sweet. He's too sweet. You're right. Okay. Number five, the Tony Award winning revival of Anything Goes welcomed the one and only Kieran Giovanni to its company, who sailed on that ocean liner bound from New York to London. Speaking of ocean liners, the Disney Cruise Line has five different ships. Can you name any of them? The Dream. Yes. Disney Magic. Yes. There's a new one that just started going out. I just saw like a render. I mean, that's, you already, I just asked for one, you've already named two. Yeah, I am very sad because um, right when we moved to LA, my husband's parents' 50th wedding anniversary was that year. And their gift to everyone was to go on a nine day Disney cruise, all expenses paid. And I got my dream job of being on a TV series and I couldn't go. And my husband took my two very small kids (laughs) by himself on a nine day Disney cruise. And I was very, very jealous, but yes, I do want to try. I want to try, like, I don't want to cruise for like two weeks, but I would love to do like, they have the ones that leave out of LA and you can go on like a three or four day one for Halloween. And I would totally be down for that. Number six, Tale of the Lion King will be returning to the Disneyland Resort in 2022, this time at the Fantasyland Theater after premiering in 2019 at Disney California Adventure. The Broadway musical version of The Lion King, for which you appeared on the national tour, opened in 1997 and won how many Tony Awards? Nine. Six. Six. I overshot. (laughs) (laughs) They were probably nominated for at least nine. But they won for Best Musical, Director, Scenic Design, Costume Design, Lighting Design, and Choreography. Wow. That's, I mean, it's it's still pretty spectacular. Yeah. Okay. Number seven, the incredibly long-running and critically successful 2009 revival of Guys and Dolls, (laughs) where we met. (laughs) Featured an amazing dancer at the end of Act One when Sky and Sarah go to Havana. And that was you. That was me. In 2019, there was a Havana night at Disney Springs in Orlando with live music, salsa dancing, and signature cocktails. In Disney Springs, there are 25 shows and attractions, 64 places to eat, and just how many places to shop? Two. There's actually 103. <laughs> you said just as if it was going to be really small. <laughs> you were like, and just how many? Like, I was like, oh, it's got to be low. You were like, I only go to two of them. <laughs> Never even been there. The pin trading store. <laughs> That's the only one that matters. Oh, my God. It was That's really funny. challenging. How, I was like, how do I connect guys and dolls to Disney? I mean, it was a stretch, but good job. It's a skill. It's, it's a real stretch. Made Disney Springs stay open longer than our production of Guys and Dolls. Oh my God. That was something else, wasn't it? Okay. Also on your resume, the Broadway musical Catch Me If You Can, which opened at the Neil Simon Theater in 2011. The opening number was titled Life in Living Color. Can you finish this lyric from that number? I've got the world at my command and I'll be your one man blank. I've got the world in my command and I'll be your one man. Something banned? No. Um, I'm going to give you a hint. It's our favorite place to go. Disneyland? Yes. (laughs) Wow. I was really paying attention during that musical. (laughs) 
I remember when I saw it and they sang that, I was like, oh my God, they sang Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh, that was a really fun show. Number nine, Leprechauns, A Pot of Gold, a character named Woody. This all sounds very Disney, but it's actually referring to the musical Finian's Rainbow, which was revived on Broadway in 2009 with you in the company. At Disneyland, there is a tree in Adventureland, and at the base of that tree is a little leprechaun house. I'm not kidding. The sign for which e-ticket attraction is attached to the same tree that is home to a little leprechaun. The only tree I can think about is the... No, that's not it. I'm thinking of the Tarzan tree house. That doesn't have a leprechaun. You're close. You're really close to this tree. But basically at the bottom of the tree is a little leprechaun house and at the top of the tree holds the sign for this attraction. What attraction is that? Oh, man. So you're at the Tarzan tree house. I'm at the Tarzan tree house. I can now see Now turn it. around and face Adventureland and walk in towards Adventureland and it's right on your right-hand side. What is that? Wait, is there a frog? No, a leprechaun. Oh, okay. No, that's something else. Um... If you've oh. gone to the Jungle Cruise, you've gone too far. Back up. It's on your right-hand side. What is in between there? Jungle Cruise is there. Tarzan, Treehouse. What is in the center? Um, oh, man. You know this. I know. I'm like, I can see the walkway. I can see the wait time for Jungle Cruise. What's back there? Um, um, um. It's where you look into the eyes of Mara. The Indiana Jones Adventure. Indiana Jones! I'm like, what's right there? Oh, shoot. Have you seen the Leprechaun House? No. I've never even noticed that. It's really cool. It's based on a little golden book. But next time you go there, oh. check it out. All Sing right, a little I'll... Finian's Rainbow. <laughs> okay. There's actually good music from Finian's Rainbow, sadly. Yeah. It was not seen by very many people, but... <laughs> well... Okay. Okay, here's your bonus question. Okay, good. I need it. When we did Guys and Dolls together, our fabulous Tony-nominated set designer later designed the set for a musical at the Hyperion Theater in Disney California Adventure. And this musical opened in 2016 and was based on which Disney movie? Wait, our set designer? From Guys and Dolls, Robert Brill. Uh-huh. He designed the set for a musical at the Hyperion Theater in California Adventure. And the musical that he designed at California Adventure... Open in 2016 and was based on which Disney movie? Frozen. It is Frozen. Yes. yes. Oh, good. I got, at least I got the bonus. <laughs> you did very well. <laughs> well, congratulations on your incredible Broadway resume and how much it intersects with Disney. Thank you for playing. Thank you. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. This is everyone's favorite. Here's Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I will give you two options. Let me know which one you prefer. So Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Disney California Adventure, or Animal Kingdom? The Animal Kingdom. But you, it seems like you really struggled on that. Yeah, I did. That, that was That's a hard one. I haven't been to Animal Kingdom in so long, but and I love California Adventure, so I don't know. Do you have a favorite ride in California Adventure? Incredicoaster. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The Incredicoaster is amazing. It's amazing. It's so good. Every time. I'm like, oh no, I'm surprised. Every time. <laughs> Do you prefer to sit in the front or the back? I prefer the front and I prefer okay. to load from the right-hand entrance, not the left. Yes. Yes. I know. I. Yep. Everyone's nodding. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. 
And do you also always get a cookie afterwards? No, after that, I've gotten too old. <laughs> I'm going to vomit. <laughs> no, but after, you like ride the ride, then when you're like, I know, it's a bull. No, choice. should I do no, that? Okay, no. that's okay. I have things on my list now. Oh, yeah. Well, cookies then like when you're on the ride and you smell the cookie, you're like, I'm going to get a cookie after this. Oh, yeah, I know. No, okay. I should. Okay. Speaking of, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Space Mountain or the Incredicoaster? Oh, I'm still going to stay in Coaster. Yeah. Yeah. What about other mountains? Do you love, you said you love Splash Mountain. What about the Matterhorn? Those are all good ones. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I love all the mountains. I'll take them. All the mountains. All the mountains. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, watching a parade down Main Street or watching fireworks over the castle? Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to say fireworks over the castle. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Yeah. I do. But then when I was just there literally last week as I record this, I missed the parades so badly. I didn't realize how much I missed them until Christmas. And I brought 10 girls. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, all my daughter and all her friends. And we watched the parade go by and then it started snowing on Main Street. And it was like, I mean, come on. Everyone had hot cocoa. It was so magical. So yes, I don't know. But I do love the fireworks. I think because like the fireworks are so cool, but if you don't have a good spot, it can affect your viewing. But with the yeah. parade, because there's so many front row seats, sometimes I do like that. Yeah. It's, that's a hard one. It's a toss up. It's all good. Okay. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, It's a Small World or The Jungle Cruise? Jungle Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> Is there even a question? I, that's what I mean though. Some people are obsessed with It's a Small World. And for some reason, I guess the first time I saw it, I was a little like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone's going to hate me. They're like turning off the podcast. No, um, people, so people I, I, it seems, it's like a little bit like kind of skeevy to me. A little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Sorry. Sorry. Don't get mad. I'm just saying. The dolls or the idea of world peace? The Jungle Cruise is so has so many puns, which I love puns, and I love that movie, by the way. Um, so yeah, definitely Jungle Cruise for me. Final Tweedledee or Tweedledum, and I think I know what you're going to say. Churros or Dole Whips? Oh, don't know. Not going to lie. I'm going to go churro. Oh, but earlier you said a Dole Whip moment, so I thought you were going to go there. I do love, I have a Dole Whip situation that happens. It's like a thing. However, yeah. the churros are like, they're so good. You love they're it. so good. I do. Sometimes I indulge in those. Yes. The stuffed ones are delicious. They just oh. had, no, no. They just had like a strawberry one that they like stuffed and they rolled it in some sort of like strawberry situation. And I'm telling you, just like, just, just don't hate on it. Just give it a try. But anyway, they're all delicious. I love them all. If you could describe the feelings you get when you look down Main Street and see the castle, what would you say? Um, I feel forever young. I feel warm. I feel, oh gosh, I mean, I just feel like a joy that is infectious. Yeah. And carries me through the week too if I go. I just love it. Yeah. It's that Disney magic. It is. It's true. 
And Kieran, what's the first thing you're going to do the next time you go to a Disney park? Well, I'm going to go look for that tree that you told me about with the pot of gold that I've clearly never seen before. Um, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do that. I mean, I it's listen. I, I've got a list. I've got an adventure waiting. I think I'll probably go in a, a week or two just to check it out again. Well, I will definitely join you. I will get yes, on the plane. Yes, please do. And I will meet you at the Incredicoaster and we will get cookies. Oh, yes. It'll be delightful. Yeah. Kieran, thank you for joining me on E-Ticket to Broadway, for sharing your love of the Aristocats and Merida, Tinkerbell, the monorail, all the mountains. You are a magical Disney guest, so thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Of course, and we'll see you at the parks. All right. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.